Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yo, it is another edition of Philly's Damn Heroes. James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, September the 12th. And let me be the first to begrudgingly congratulate the Atlanta Braves on winning the National League East because it is over for these fans and I have been hesitant to say it and you look with 18 games left they're only six and a half back right we've seen 17 and 7 before 7 and 17 before uh look this is not happening it is the uh, the end of the road and I think we've known it for a while but I think we can say it officially after yesterday's just gut-wrenching double header the Phillies fall in the first game handily um, well, three to nothing, not that handily, but just um, outclassed, outplayed, easily handled by the Nationals in game one, then game two. Just a comedy of errors for us Phillies fans is Nationals up three to nothing, the majority of the game, then comes the fifth inning. Phillies put up a five spot. They get it going. You're feeling good. They add a sixth later in the game on Joey Bats's first Phillies home run, and then in classic Phillies fashion, they take it to the ninth inning, six to three, and the Nationals put up a three spot, ending with a bases loaded walk by Lurie Garcia. And ultimately, the Nats were going to win it seven to six in extra innings. Sir Anthony Dominguez pitched one really good inning and then just fell apart in the ninth as. Just couldn't get guys out. Ultimately, Kapler makes the pitching change probably a batter too late. That was all she wrote. The run gets walked in. And just a um, a bummer of a night down at Citizens Bank Park. A uh, Again, I think a, uh, a definitive stamp on the end of the 2018 season for this Phillies team. Six and a half back. With only 18 to play, it would take a miracle, really, for this team to come back. Granted, yes, I know. I'm sure there will be people out there saying they play seven of their last 11 against the Braves. And sure, right now they'd have to win all seven <laughs> if everything else stayed the same. So you can't feel good about this Phillies team right now. And it's certainly, look, at 74-40. and 40. This is a team that has spent... The majority of this baseball season, well above 500. And look, it's frustrating. I don't think there's anyone who can argue with that, that to see this team go from where they've been all season long to the point where it's just over when the most important, what were supposed to be the most important games of the season were there in front of you. They're not really going to mean anything. And I think that a lot of us didn't see a way where this season played out where Entering those last 11 games of the season, the Phillies had real no real chance 
to do anything, and that's really the way it's looking. And and sure, could the Braves monumentally collapse, and could the Phillies all of a sudden just turn it around on a dime and play great baseball? Yeah, baseball's weird. We've seen weirder things happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anyone out there thinks it's going to happen. And I think more than anything, you know, when we talk about seven back with 17 to play in 2007, that was a Phillies team that was just loaded with talent and a team that had underachieved at times to be seven back with 17 to play and was a team that was capable of going on a 13 and four run to close the season like they did. This Phillies team just isn't right now. I think that's pretty clear. I mean, they can't even win two out of three right now. Losing another series, their eighth straight series loss. Again, they have still not won a series since July 26th. And now that's all she wrote. I, I, I love baseball. One of my favorite things about baseball is that it's never over. It's the one sport that doesn't have a clock. It's the sport where you could be down 20 to nothing in the ninth inning and you technically still have a chance. And it's like that in terms of the way the playoffs play out as well. As long as you stay competitive, it takes a long time to get eliminated, especially with a team like the Braves who just refuse to actually go out and grab it. And uh, and I think that we're at the, the fat lady point right now. Uh, I think that there's no other way to look at it as, uh, again, six and a half back. I just think that uh, I think the season's over. And it's a bummer. It's disappointing, for sure, the way it ended. And the fact that, again, I think that, look, as we've discussed many times, I'm a a big proponent of the this season is a success no matter what happens the rest of the way mentality. But you can't help but be frustrated when a team gives you hope makes you believe that they have a real chance to do something in terms of making the playoffs and whatnot. And then when the games matter the most, they play their worst baseball. Uh, Look, I get it. It's frustrating. It's upsetting. It's disheartening. It's almost as if this team had reversed it and had not been in it all season long and then made a mad dash at the end where maybe they're still six and a half out right now, but they're six and a half out because they came back from 14 out. Maybe we'd have a different tint on the season. I think it's almost worse that they played such good baseball season long, and now when it matters the most, they're playing their worst baseball of the season. From a perception standpoint, it's certainly worse. It definitely feels worse. But it isn't. I mean, when you really think about it, it's just a perception thing. You know, it's a a thing where this team, ultimately what the record bores out to be or bears out to be is... uh, is what the record bears out to be and how they go about getting there isn't as important. But in terms of the taste it leaves in your mouth, in terms of the way we look back on things, the excitement for next season, I think that there's no way to look at it any other way because this team had the chance to compete for games in September, had the chance to play meaningful baseball, and they crapped the bed in all these meaningful games. So I get it. I get how... um, it's hard to look back on this season and say, oh, what a great year. There you go, Phillies. Even though it's true, we should be saying, wow, what a great year. Way to go, Phillies. We should. It's a team that won 66 games last year. 
a team with a brand new manager who's never managed in Major League Baseball before, before or, or anywhere equivalent, anywhere close. It's a team that before they went out and got Wilson Ramos and Joey Bats and Estrella Cabrera and all those guys was easily the youngest in baseball. The guys they counted on the most this year, the Reese Hoskins of the world, the Aaron Nolas of the world, Sir Anthony Dominguez, way too much on that guy's shoulder. They're all kids. So when you look at this season and what this Phillies team did, I think that, again, as I've said and I'll continue to say, it's a resounding success in my eyes. I mean, there's a team that won 66 games last year. Again, a team that was as young as it gets, a brand-new manager, a brand-new coaching staff, a brand-new organizational philosophy. You go from Pete McCannon to Gabe Kapler. Think about the culture shock that that is, organizationally speaking. And yet they were able to play meaningful games into early September. And while, again, I I get it, I'm I'm as annoyed and and ticked off at this Phillies team as anybody could be. I have to talk about them every day. And I get it. In the moment, it's I'm pissed. I hate seeing what I saw last night. I was at the game last night. I went down for game two of that doubleheader. I stayed. I saw the Phillies just frittered away in the ninth inning. And then the Nationals close it out. I mean, think about just the amount of games they've lost to the Nationals lately that were gut punchers. Last night was nothing compared to Vincent Velasquez tagging up or not tagging up at second base and ending a game that way. Or Ryan Zimmerman hitting an unexpected walk-off off Sir Anthony Dominguez. I mean, that's not even counting going back to when Hector Neris blew the game against Max Scherzer in the ninth with the walking in a run, reminiscent of last night, and then the Wilmer Defoe hit. Just the Nationals alone have ripped this team's heart out so many times. And again, to see it now when the games matter the most, the series against the Mets, the series against the Marlins, this series... Uh, it's it's infuriating. It makes me mad to think about. Because it's one thing when you lose to really good baseball teams. It's one thing when you get outclassed and out-talented. That is not the case when you're playing the Marlins and the Mets. Or the Nationals. But especially the Marlins and the Mets. So I get it. It's an incredibly frustrating bummer of a watch right now. And even last night, Gabe Kapler, the king of positivity, finally admitted, hey, we're not playing good baseball. And sure, Gabe might be a little late to that party. But even Gabe Kapler is at the point where he's willing to concede. He's willing to say, yeah, we don't look very good. And if Gabe Kapler's at that point, I think that says something, right? I mean, all season long, no matter what situation they've been in, even a few days ago, Kapler was talking about being in the perfect position to strike. I think when even Kapler is resigned to the fate of this team, I think we all know where they're at and how they've been playing. And again, it's incredibly frustrating. It's upsetting. It's disheartening. It's a bummer. And I think it certainly tampens down some of the excitement 
for the offseason, for next season, not for me in particular, but I think for a lot of people. And man, I, I, as I've said many times, I think it's going to be an action-packed offseason. I think they're in on Harper and Machado and a Mike Trout trade if that's to be had and everything else. As much as I believe that Matt Klentag and this organization didn't want to throw both feet in the water to to make a real run this season because that wasn't the plan, I think they will be absolutely that aggressive this offseason. The kid gloves are off. It's go time. It's time for this organization to take the next step forward. I think that for Klentak, for this organization, this year was almost gravy. It was unexpected. It was out of nowhere. I think they expected to be more like the team we've seen over the last month and a half than the team we saw for the first three and a half months of the season. I think that they expected that team, the one we've seen lately, to be the norm. Not the team that was resilient and fought and found ways to win games despite having the worst defense in the league, despite having an offense that struggled mightily at times, despite having a bullpen that at times was as uncountable on as uncountable gets. I don't even think that's proper English. I don't care. And yet they found a way to win games. They found a way to make everyone believe and I think with that in mind, stepping into this next offseason, when there are prime blue chip guys out there, there are assets that a team with a lot of money, a.k.a. this Phillies team, a team that has barely anything's on the books for the future, a.k.a. this Phillies team, a team with an owner who has said and made it clear that he is willing to open up his checkbook if checkbooks are still a thing. And go out and pay for whatever it takes. So I believe this offseason is going to be action-packed. I believe this offseason is going to set this Phillies franchise up for the next decade. But right now, it's hard to get excited about it. Because we're all still kind of locked in this year. And locked in what we believed was going to happen. And still coming to grips with the fact that it's not going to. And that's a bummer. You know, you get your mind set on something. You believe it's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. It takes the wind out of your sails. And I think that's where we're at with this Phillies team right now. And I think that once we get a little time away, a little time to step back and look at the season as it was, who knows, maybe they play slightly better baseball over the last 20 games, 19 games, 18 games is what it is. And we feel a little bit better taste in our mouth. But I think on the whole, I think it's going to be a tough switch here for this fan base to go from the hate, the anger, the upsetness to to moving forward. And I think it's crucial that we do. Because the future is bright. the, The potential for this team is bright. There's a lot to be excited about. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about that future and about looking ahead as this season comes to an end. Plus... Look ahead to the final game of this Washington Nationals series. The death march of this Philly season is what it feels like. Hopefully the Phillies can play a little bit better baseball and put a nice positive spin on the end of the season. But obviously right now, after last night, it is tough to find 
those silver linings. But we're going to try and do that. That's coming up next, plus a whole lot more. It's Philly Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back. Philly Today, James Seltzer. As we coming up, we'll look ahead to tonight's game against the Washington Nationals, the final game of this series, which the Phillies have already lost. Big surprise. But as we've discussed, it is uh, it is tough to be positive and happy or whatever with this Phillies team right now as they continue to blow games in infuriating fashion. Last night, just another example, up 6-3 to three in the ninth inning, and whoopsie-daisy, see ya, Sir Anthony, whoops. And they walk in a run, and the Nats end up winning in an extras, and that's just the way this season has gone. Nothing seems to be going right when it matters the most for this Phillies team, but as I said before, I really do believe that once we can step back a little, once we can get the the pain out of our heads, once we can get the bad taste of this last month plus of baseball out of our mouths, I think that we'll all be able to see with a little bit clearer eyes and we'll be able to look at where this organization is set up and how they're set up and the infrastructure in place moving into 2019 and beyond. And I think you'll realize that the Phillies are as well set up as any franchise in baseball to go on a long extended run of excellence. And again, we already saw it this season. This is a team that won 66 games last year and was not expected to be very good again this year. And yet with a new manager and a new staff and a young team, they found a way. They won games. They got meaningful reps. They got that experience. They know what it's like to play games that have playoff implications. They know what it's like for a young team, for guys like Reese Hoskins and Nick Williams and Jorge Alfaro and Kingery and that pitching staff, all young dudes except Arietta for all those guys. They know what it's like to go through the grind, to make it through 162 games, to pace yourself, to build your body up. What it takes to be successful night in, night out, day in, day out. It's relentless. The Major League Baseball season is relentless. It is unforgiving. It never stops. Night game, night game, night game, day game, night game, night game, day off, night game, day game, day game, night game. I mean, it is relentless. And getting those reps, getting that experience and going through that grind is going to be crucial for these guys. Guys who've never done that. Crucial for that manager. For Gabe Kapler to know what those reps are like as a manager. To know what it takes to manage guys through a full season. What it takes to get guys from point A, game one, to point B, 162. I think all that stuff is going to be incredibly beneficial for this team. And then when you look at the young talent they already have, as we've discussed, the names we've mentioned, but then you also look at a farm system that is as deep as any in the sport, maybe not as stacked with high-end talent as others, but there's depth. There's a lot of quantity of quality. And maybe it's not the top-notch, highest-end quality, but it's quality. 
And when you think about those pieces as both players who can come up and help this team over the next few years, but maybe more importantly, as assets to be used in trades for guys who will make a major difference. And then you add in the fact that this team has as much money to spend as any in baseball. When you think about the market size and what they already have on the books and the lack of financial obligations, and then you add in an owner who has made it very clear what he wants to do. I mean, when you hear reports about the Phillies going for both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, that's legit. And again, I don't think they'll end up with both, almost just because it seems too far-fetched to believe, right? But they'll be in on those guys. They're going to be in on those guys. If Mike Trout is available in a trade, the Phillies will be in on him. And that quantity of quality we just talked about in the farm system, that would play in huge. The Phillies are one of the few teams who are actually set up to be able to handle a Mike Trout trade. To be able to put together any sort of package that could be appealing to the Angels... A team that would have to trade the greatest player of a generation. And I think the Phillies are in on all of it. I think now is the time, this offseason, I think that was always the plan. And I said that a lot, last offseason and this offseason, in this very spot, on this show. That this Phillies team was always gearing up for 2019 and beyond. That was the organizational plan. This year they were ahead of schedule. They played better baseball. Gabe Kapler managed better. The young guys stepped up. And yeah, it all fell apart. We all know that. We're seeing it happen with our own two eyes. But this team was ahead of schedule. I don't think organization, they ever expected them to be where they were this year. 2019, they start running. I genuinely believe that to the core of my soul. That this offseason, the Phillies will make moves. The Phillies are going to gear up. They're going to get this team prepared to be a legitimate contender in next season and for the next five to seven seasons after that or longer. That's the plan. That was always the plan. We've been hearing about Machado and Harper for years now, and that's not a mistake. That's not by coincidence. It's because the Phillies have positioned themselves for that. So while, again, I can't think of a more frustrating way for a season to crumble apart. I can't remember a Phillies team that fell apart the way this team has. And again, the signs were there. All we had to do was watch the way they play defense and not make excuses for it. And you could have known that at some point things were probably going to fall apart. It was so much fun in the moment. It was a resilient, tough team that played fun baseball, that made big plays, that got clutch hits. All that stuff was awesome. But now it is finally coming to an end. This season is coming to an end. This run that we went on, this unexpected joy. And again, I've said this many times, but I believe it. The fact that people cared at all is such a step forward. This has been a Phillies franchise that for seven years people have not cared about. So even if they're getting mad about Kapler, even if they're angry that this season didn't go the way they wanted to, at least they care again. 
And I think that, that heading into next season, when they make these moves, when they build this team up, when they get ready and gear up, I think a lot of Phillies fans are going to be really excited with how it plays out. And moving into next year, I think there's going to be a lot of legitimate, palpable-type buzz for this Phillies team. All right, tonight again, uh, after yesterday's just debacle of losing two, luckily. The Phillies have a chance to win tonight for one reason and one reason only. Aaron Nola is on the hill, and at this point, it's just about Nola Patting those Cy Young numbers, patting that MVP consideration, right? He's not going to win the MVP, but the Cy Young is in play. I just want to see Nola go for it and and have a chance to get it because uh, right now I want to see him win games. I just don't think it matters that much, and it's a shame that we're there, but that is where we are. Hopefully they can win a game tonight just so they don't get swept by the Nationals because screw the Nationals, and just because I want to see them start to win some baseball games. Close this out strong. Let's put a positive spin on this thing heading into next season. When things are going to get exciting, let's start that now. All right, uh, we'll be back to break down the final game of this Washington series tomorrow and look ahead to the weekend to come, and uh, and uh, we will praise the season, look back on the season, and, of course, um, lament the lost season and all that stuff for what it was. But uh, all that and more coming up in the next few weeks, Philly stays. We round out this fun, disappointing at the moment, but on the whole, fun positive step forward season for the Philadelphia Phillies. So all that and more coming up in Phillies today. And till then, keep it here. We got you covered all weekend long right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.